Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Kunarian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I'm a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you are ready to shine, welcome. Because you're listening today, I want to go ahead and give you a gift. It's a gift I've crafted with immense love, care, and the wisdom of my own journey. This gift is my six-step blueprint to an alcohol-free life. It's more than just a guide. It's a heartfelt roadmap designed to navigate the terrain of living alcohol-free. Each step in this blueprint is a beacon of light, illuminating your path, guiding you towards a healthier, happier, and truly radiant version of yourself. It's your tool for empowerment filled with practical strategies and emotional insights that will resonate with your personal experiences. It's the companion you deserve on your sobriety journey. And the best part? It's been thoughtfully created for those like me who found traditional programs like AA or the 12 steps not quite aligning with their needs. So if you are ready to embrace this adventure with open arms and an open heart, go ahead and text the word GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, at 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's the word GIFT at 1-855-649-6196. And after all, this just isn't a blueprint. It's the start of your beautiful transformation. So let's embark on this journey together. Today, we're joined by a special guest who delves into the intricate world of hormonal health, offering a comprehensive look at the complexities and wonders of our body's inner workings. Together, we explore the implications of birth control on our systems, the significance of our thyroid, and practical advice for those challenging menstrual moments. Our guest brings not only expertise, but also a holistic perspective on how to align with our body's natural rhythms. Whether you've been curious about the vast influence of hormones or seeking ways to naturally harmonize with your body, this conversation is brimming with insights. Dive in with us and be empowered to truly shine from within. Welcome back to the Shine Within podcast. I have here Megan Hemmer. She is a certified functional diagnostic nutritionist and is the CEO and founder of Mega Holistic, a virtual health practice and community for women healing their thyroid and hormone imbalances. Prior to starting her virtual health practice, Megan worked as an industrial engineer, but found her true passion serving women struggling with their health after spending years suffering from her own chronic illness. After years of trial and error in conventional medicine without seeing any results, she took matters into her own hands and started studying holistic nutrition to learn how she could overcome her own autoimmune conditions. Using the combination of formal holistic education and her own life experience, 
Megan passionately empowers driven women to get to the root of their hormone imbalances, exhaustion, and bloating so they stop feeling out of sorts and start living with balance, energy, and ease. Thank you so much, Megan, for joining me today on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Gina. Of course, and I'm excited to have you because I went through the whole conventional form of healing. It was not even healing because <laughs> nothing happened. So I suffered a lot with tra trauma in my childhood. I was, I don't know if you know this story, but I was sexually molested from the ages of 12 to, no, I'm sorry, six to 12 years old. And with that trauma, I developed um, a nervous stomach. But when I went to the pediatrician and they did the Etoscopy, yes, thank you. And um, they they diagnosed me with IBS, but I never had problems like going to the bathroom. I didn't have diarrhea, constipation, or anything. I just had a nervous stomach. So in my mind, I just anytime I felt this ease with my stomach, I said, "Oh, it's my IBS. Oh, it's my IBS. Oh, it's my IBS." And I would take my Lanta only, and I don't even know if I was doing the right thing. It wasn't after the fact where then I started discovering my my trauma and what I was going through and how to release that trauma was then all of that was because of trauma, <laughs> all my stomach issues. And so it was not even what I was supposed to be diagnosed with because I don't have stomach issues anymore. If that was the case, then, <laughs> then, you know, I would have still had IBS, but I don't have IBS. Like, I don't, I don't think so. So that's why I love what you do is because you take the holistic approach and you get to the root cause of, hey, like what's going on. So I would love to hear about your story, your background, and uh, what got you into becoming a certified diagnostic nutritionist. Yeah, um, so my childhood was basically normal up until I would say the third grade. I started, I had strep throat once and I got this thing called rheumatic fever. It's like the scarlet fever, if you're not sure what that is. It's basically the strep throat attacking my joints. So I was having like achy um, hips and thighs and I was one day on a boat and <laughs> I like I was in we hit a bump and I was in so much pain that basically like I wouldn't walk like I was refusing here's the third year third grader like refusing to walk I when we got they got me home they carried me put me on the couch I wouldn't get up they had to carry me and put me to bed so they decided hey we're gonna go take her to the hospital children's hospital and figure out what's wrong. So I was there a few days and they had no idea what was going on. And they did a bunch of studies and tests and they chalked it up to rheumatic fever. And so essentially they're saying the strep throat is attacking my joints and tissues. So we think it's that. Let So the treatment for that is so it doesn't attack your heart and you end up with some issues with that. They decided, let's pump her with antibiotics once every month. Let's give her a penicillin shot and up until she's 18. So I got essentially antibiotics in my life for 10 years straight from third grade, just once a month, just covering each month. So I wouldn't get strep throat. I started to get... Raynaud's, which is a symptom of hypothyroidism. 
when I was in sixth grade, I would lose circulation in my hands and feet. And then, you know, once everything else was going well, you know, I was a good child. I, I was a high achiever. I basically wanted to tell my, like, just do great things, get good grades in school just to please my parents and um, make them happy. And then we hit high school and then I started getting acne. And so here we are, my parents walked me to the dermatologist and the dermatologist goes, okay, let's put her on some more antibiotics. Let's put her, it's a lower dose, but let's put her on some antibiotics and let's clear up that beautiful skin. She's a freshman in high school. She should have beautiful skin and not acne. And then, so I was on that for about a year. And then, then she decided when I go up for a follow-up visit, um, hey, let's go on hormone birth control. I think it's a great thing to go on. It'll help regulate your hormones and it'll clear up your face and your acne. So then they put me on hormone birth control the pill essentially and then I was on that for seven plus years after that um in high school you know I was doing pretty fine um you know at one point though mono you should mono and mononucleus was running around the school and I ended up getting sick with it however I got sick with it and we also, I was in a college credit biology class. I'm always that high striver. Let's get all these goals. Um, and I ran cross country and we had the last race and then the next race was regionals. So I was pressured to run that race with mono. I felt so bad. I never cry. I never cried growing up. Um, I was kind of more taught to press my emotions. And, you know, I cried before that race. I absolutely did run it. But as I was taught, push through it and let's run it. Um, so I ran that. And, you know, I was kind of like, I, I kind of wanted to go keep, let me take these exams for my college credit biology class. To be honest, my energy never really came fully back ever from that mono. Um, I always just, after that, I did rest in those races, but it was just like, just a little bit of fatigue that was just over me constantly. And then we get into college and in college, um, I chose to go away for school. And I noticed in those storms, actually, I ended up getting strep four times in a single month going into college quite crazy and then I entered those dorms and I got so sick during the winter like other people got sick because you know we're we're stressed we're doing all these things I was an industrial engineer so I had a lot of stuff to study and do but I was a lot sicker than like I would cough and you could see blood clot like clotting in my chest just like because I couldn't breathe I attained that too. Well, then they threw me on more antibiotics and medications. Here I am trusting the doctor. And then um, I kind of equate that to a moldy dorm as well. Uh, 
just so much burden in my life already with all these um, antibiotics and medications causing issues and then uh, just some moldy dorm on top of it not helping in addition to um, you know I um, was dating a narcissist at the time so that didn't help either and then so we enter into sophomore year in college and I started having allergies my face would swell up then so they told me let's go get some allergy shots let's get these allergy shots and it helps calm it until the next year I ended up getting food poisoning in the library and then my stomach wasn't the same ever since getting food poisoning um my digestion was completely off I you know I tried all these things I went to I went to so many doctor's appointments all throughout um my college career and they knew who I was every (laughs) nearly all the doctors did and so from that, basically, I, I went through all the imaging. Is it her gallbladder? Is it this or that? Or try a probiotic, try this, try this nausea medication. Um, it wasn't helping that I was a super stressed college student. Um, I wasn't eating right. And I was drinking a lot on the weekends, kind of a poor coping mechanism um, to handle my stress. And then we get to a point where I would jump on a medication during one of my internships and I would actually have to get that medication from Canada because they diagnosed me with this stomach issue where food wouldn't like food would sit in my stomach for a long period of time. And I tried two different medications and I, it was almost like I just wasn't satisfied with the medications. It's like, my mind was like, I shouldn't be on medications for life. So I need to keep taking this. And then I just kind of almost like my anxious mind was like, I don't want to keep taking this. And I'm uncomfortable with this medication too. To where to a sense where I kind of stopped eating food in college, where I left college sick. My parents had to pick me up um, because food would just sit in my stomach for so long. And I was just nauseous and honestly like sick of trying that same year my senior year I got whiplash Mm. um from surfing I was doing a kickflip with my surfboard and that didn't help um because my symptoms got even worse at that time so right before COVID hit I got picked up and I went home and so I pennied with doctors I got a procedure on my stomach And then I tried a few other things. I tried all the, because after that procedure on my stomach, I was like, I'm kind of done with conventional medicine because I keep trying and they keep telling me the same things. And it's almost like they're telling me like it's in my head in a sense, or it's like, there's nothing more they can do. And they kept trying to put me on medication. And I was like, this should not be a long-term thing. I want to get off of them. I want to be healthy. I've always wanted to be healthy my entire life. And I thought I was, I thought I was doing a great job. I was working out. I was athletic throughout college. I definitely ate better than others, but I wasn't eating healthy. So 
that's when I went to another doctor. They helped me a little bit. They helped me get off some medications and then I just dealt with it. They got, the big thing was they got me off of dairy and gluten. That's when I saw a big change in a lot of things. Um, but when they told me they couldn't help me anymore, that's when I decided, one, I hate my technology consulting job. It's not fulfilling me. It's nothing with what I want to do with my life. I prioritize my freedom. So I knew I wanted to do something else. And then um, the second part was, is I need to fix my health. It's a mess. And if I don't fix it, I have all these issues. I don't have my period. I have hypothyroidism and um, I can't sleep at night. I have insomnia really bad. And so that's why I went on and did my studies because if this keeps going on, what am I going to do? It's just another medication is going to be added or something else is going to happen. And I want to live a long, healthy life. Um, and so I figured, let me get the certification. Let me study and figure it out myself because I love the medicine. I love the body. I, I thought about going into like physical therapy or um, a doctor briefly to go besides an industrial engineer, but the length of study kind of deterred me. <laughs> right. I didn't want, I didn't want six more years of studying. So um, that's how I found my way. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, Megan. You know, I, I noticed there was a pattern, you know, like you were trying to, you, every time you got sick, they gave you antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic. And of course, antibiotic destroys good stuff that our body contains and fights, you know, and it's like, you wanted to get to the root cause. And I'm so happy that you, you did. And you're like, you know what, I want to take matters into my own hands and just figure this stuff myself, because you are a good student. You are, uh, you're very bright. And you're just like, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm just going to do me and I'm going to go ahead and heal myself. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe we can actually heal ourselves? Yes, most definitely. The body can heal if you let it. Yes. And I was going to ask, like, I feel that our, our whole country, I mean, maybe the world as well, is not trying to help us when we get sick, but they're more like a disease management uh, control system <laughs> that we have going on here. They just kind of keep it in the middle. They don't help us. We're just like, it just helps just to keep us where we're not suffering too much, but yet not getting better <clears throat> in our lives, you know? And Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I appreciate like holistic nutritionists and people like you is because you get to the root cause of, of things. Now, how do you get to the root cause? Is there a certain process that you take your clients through? Yeah. So um, many of my clients have hormone and thyroid imbalances and they have some digestion issues going on too. And so what I like to do is... Um, you know, we got to think of a few things. They're not, they're not digesting their food. We need to fix that. And so we're going to work on lifestyle habits, but we're also working almost in a sense, we have to work on multiple stressors in the body to get to the root cause because there's so many, um, there's so many lifestyle stressors that you do. Like, are we going to watching TV and eating is not a good thing to do. It's going to make sure you don't digest your food properly. Your 
your body's too busy watching the episode on TV versus actually digesting your food. That's one way of it. So we got to work on all these lifestyle changes that pour up, um, fill up essentially this toxin bucket um, that's kind of weighing you down and making you sick. While we work on um, the other stressors, the internal stressors in the body um, that's going wrong so we can reverse um, all those imbalances. Yeah, that's good to know. And also you did bring up a good point. I recently had discovered that gluten as well as dairy is not good for your body at all. As a matter of fact, it causes like eczema. Like my baby, he's not a baby anymore. He's like 15. (laughs) But when he was born, he had jaundice, you know, but immediately I noticed like, because I had to give him not just my breast milk, but because he was jaundice, he had to have formula. Like those, uh, not going to name drop brands, but Similac I was giving. <laughs> and I noticed that he was getting cradle cap, which is like eczema for babies, like on the head right here. Mm-hmm. And then as he started getting older, I noticed that whenever he would go in and get uh, like vaccines, you know, they have them take before school started, he started getting like bad eczema, like on his, on his arms here. And then he was just getting a lot of like seasonal allergies and his health was, I felt like it was a deteriorating. They even gave him asthma medication when he was like two years old. It's like, oh my goodness, he's two. He was healthy before. And I'm just like, what is going on? So, and the first things that I had learned recently, and mind you, like he's already 15, is that gluten and also um, dairy can cause eczema that are uh what's ones that are more prone to having it like my son and i noticed he stopped drinking as much milk i mean because he just likes milk because it tastes good i like i can't have milk because it like literally goes out of my system (laughs) and and but he enjoys it but i noticed since he's like weaned off it his eczema is like not there anymore same thing with like wheat and gluten (laughs) you know it's like non-existing and those are like certain things that he was able to eliminate that helped him so just those two things i can imagine how it is so much more it is very helpful i have many it's funny back in college i i try tried to eliminate that they you know they tell you eliminate gluten soy dairy just only eat meat and like veggies and so i did I didn't have much (laughs) note that I didn't even add much fat into my food. I just had meat and veggies and I did that for a month. I did an elimination protocol for a month and you know what? I, at the end of the month, I retest, like I ate, ate them again. And I was like, it made no difference. I didn't feel different. And I, I run into the same thing with um, my clients and my potential clients. They'll say, yeah, I, I don't even eat gluten or dairy or like, especially gluten. I don't even eat gluten much or I try to eliminate it for like a little bit and it makes no difference. You have to have it eliminated for three to six months to see the results. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it's not going to just like, it's still in our system. You know, it does take a long time for it to be gone. Um, Yeah. So gluten, gluten causes an inflammatory process in the body for those that are sensitive to it for the three to six months after even like 
consuming that gluten. So if you're glute, if you only have gluten four times a year, you aren't gluten free. Your body's still inflamed and causing an inflammatory response from that gluten you ate just four times a year. Wow. Wow. I know because it wasn't, is it called celiac disease? Is that what that is when you have a gluten intolerance? Um, celiac disease is a whole nother level. Oh, um, I'm just referring to just a gluten sensitivity. And mm. actually a fun fact is everyone is sensitive to gluten. Absolutely everyone. Gluten causes leaky gut in everyone, but it causes it at different rates. Some people a lot faster than others. Wow. And then speaking about leaky gut, so there's a doctor, Dr. Gundry, and I actually have mentioned him on my podcast show before, and he talks a lot about leaky gut and, and you know, about IBS and all that. Can you clarify what leaky gut is and how that affects the body? So you have these tight junctions in your intestines and leaky gut is happens when the tight junctions loosen up and essentially anything you're essentially like your food particles that aren't broken down can get through those tight junctions that have opened up and they don't go in properly um they go in between cells and then they go through the cells and they shouldn't be going either in between or through the cells that's what leaky gut is oh wow they should be broken down properly and enter a different way I see. And what are some ways that people, what can people do to prevent leaky gut? Um, So if we want to talk root cause, you know, that's things like, how are we eating? How's our nervous system? Do we have stomach acid? How's our liver and bile flow doing? How's our pancreas? Um, You know, how's our, um, our bacteria, our normal flora? Um, do we have a dysbiosis or any other bacteria that shouldn't be there that's um, causing it? Otherwise, yeah, there's some supplements you can take for leaky gut, but I rather talk about, hey, let's fix the root cause. And that's where you come in. That's right. You see, this is why we need more Megans here <laughs> to help us get to the root cause. Okay, so I'm going to put my husband on blast here. Okay. <laughs> he, I think, has IBS. Because he's constantly in the bathroom, either it's diarrhea or it's constipation. It's one or the other. And I really have to look at, like, what are you eating? And it does tend to be happening when he gets, like, a little bit of pressure. He's also an engineer. And so he's oh, has a lot of things to do. He was at work and very busy and always, like, type A personality, Enneagram 1. <laughs> and so he gets a little bit stressed and everything. What would you say to him who is suffering like diarrhea, you know, um, and then constipation and he gets overly overwhelmed when it comes to his work? Um, well, we need to work on the nervous system. We, um, we need to work on our stress and our nervous system. And then we need to work on the dysbiosis that's in the gut that's causing the alternation between diarrhea and constipation. Um, and then we also, that will also tell us, you know, hey, it tells us other lab markers to know, are we producing enzymes? Like what's going wrong in the gut? As well as getting, um, um, looking into his minerals to see, 
hey, do we have enough minerals to produce stomach acid? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And And do you do do that through lab testing or how does that work? Yeah, I do it through functional lab testing. So what we can do is um, I essentially drop ship these kits to clients and then they just take them from their own home. It's, It's samples from your stool, your hair and urine and sometimes blood. That's good. And then that, you, that way you're able to take a look at everything, what's going on, and then figure out some sort of solutions. And what are some, some solutions that would that you would then recommend to your clients? Um, well, we work on a protocol I, with clients, you know, let's work on giving your body minerals. We need minerals. It's so very important. Our body is made up of 6% minerals. A lot of people are very deficient in minerals. And we cannot make them ourselves. They are super important to allow so many reactions in the body to happen. We need them for our thyroid. We need them for our hormones. We need them to detoxify. We need them for um, for our stress and be able to handle stress, for having a good blood sugar balance. So, like, one, you want to make sure you have your minerals right. And But, like, hey, speaking of blood sugar... Are you actually eating like a blood sugar friendly diet? Like let's work on your macronutrient ratios. Let's make sure you're eating enough food while while we're at it. So we'll work on things internally in the body to help it go and work on a supplement protocol. But we also look at how can we alter your lifestyle so we can optimize it so things stop going wrong. Yeah. So what are some lifestyle practices that you also recommend? Um, For people with um, hormone imbalances and thyroid imbalances, everyone in general, it helps to get morning sunlight before 10 a.m. It's very important. It helps that our circadian rhythm. Um, Make sure that in general, it's good to um, consume your breakfast within an hour to 30 minutes to an hour and a half after waking up and make sure you eat plenty of protein at night. Um, you know, let's wind down and, you know, let's not scroll on TikTok and Instagram right before bed and keep our brain hyperactive. The blue light in it will keep you awake at night. We'll make sure it suppresses melatonin and increases cortisol, our main stress hormone. Um, which will interfere with our sleep. Yeah, maybe that's why they make them like that. <laughs> so it disturbs our sleep. So that way that we can go to the doctor and say, oh, something's wrong with me. And then they give us their medication. <laughs> and then we're, and then they have us, right? <laughs> but mm-hmm. that's good to know. Yeah, because a lot of people, and I'm guilty myself, go down to the scroll holing and we're just like looking at our phone and just like, so I've, I'm, I've learned and I've been good. And you'd be proud of me that I put my phone away and I'm starting to do some like breathing exercises and listen to some good frequency binaural beats. And that has helped my brain, my soul, and I just feeling so much better. So I totally agree with putting that phone away at nighttime, you know, just that little practice alone, I think will like transform somebody immediately with something, <laughs> a small transformation, but it's still a transformation. That and not looking at your phone first thing in the morning. Let's get some morning sunlight. Let's do some other things and let's avoid avoid that hit of dopamine our cell phone gets every time we look at it that 
keeps us wanting more and more of it. Now, this may sound like a silly question, but you know, some people around the world live where it's just dark outside. I mean, the sun is always there. It's always there because it's just above the clouds and it can still get on people. But during those, those times, is it safe to go to like a sun tanning booth uh, to get like vitamin D? Some people have told me that. And I'm like, I used to work at a sun tan booth. This is when I was like 18. And I'm like, I don't, everyone just went there just to get a tan because they don't want any tan lines. Is that something you would suggest? No, I would more so recommend like a light box that you can have at your home if it's dark out like most of the day when it's day. Um, or say even if you get like seasonal depression, again, not root cause, but like you can get like a sunlight box to help you with that and to feel like, you know, you're getting some sunlight. Yeah, because sun makes a big difference. You know, it's like we need the sun and for me, I love the sun. Whenever I get out there and I'm hiking and that sun is like beaming on my skin, I feel like already rejuvenated. The vitamin D is so good. Now you talked about minerals and I love vitamin D. For women's health, what other supplements should we be taking? Um, you know, it depends on what your mineral status is on like if you should be taking. It depends on your vitamin D levels as well as your minerals, how you should take vitamin D. So I can't recommend that. But like, yes, you should take definitely like magnesium is also good to take. But we we need to make sure we're getting the right amount for us because why hair tissue mineral analysis tests are so important and you test and don't guess is because minerals, they they're almost like magnets. One mineral will um, pull one out. So like the, if you supplement one, it will like counteract another and you'll need more of that. But um, an average consumer doesn't really know how many minerals they're getting and then what their mineral status looks like. And so you don't want to like supplement one and then that lowers your other ones that by over supplementing. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because I recently just learned that because I was speaking to a chiropractor and she was talking about supplements. I'm like, oh, and I was telling her, oh, I take, you know, a bunch of minerals. I take my vitamins and I take like magnesium and calcium and this, this, this. And she's like, well, but how much are you taking of that? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and she said, well, that's very important because, you know, you may be missing in this area then, or it's too much of this, which will counteract with this. And I'm like, huh? It gets confusing. And so I'm like, okay. And I don't know, how, how do you determine like what's the proper dosage of minerals or, you know, different vitamins that are, is for a person? Like how do what determines that? Um, your hair tissue mineral analysis. You know, we want to look at what's actually getting in your cells. When you do a blood test, that shows essentially blood tests for minerals are like, it's like blood's your highway. It's a highway to get the minerals into your cells. So um, that's why minerals show like almost like larger variations in the HTMA. And so that can help us determine how much we need a supplement of what to actually start balancing all these out. And so we can increase your energy. We can fix your hormones, your thyroid, your energy. You can detoxify better, your metabolism. And hey, metabolism is a big deal because that's what people lose weight then, right? <laughs> exactly. Majority of the women 
are always are looking for like the next diet, you know, the next, <laughs> the next fad diet, you know, the, the, the new exercise and what to do. What is the best, what is your suggestion, you know, from your expertise, like what should we do to help us lose weight? Um, work on your health. In my opinion, it depends, eat better foods, you know, fix your diet, eat a nutrient dense diet. Let's get these processed sugars out, these processed foods, alcohol, inflammatory oils. Let's, and many women mostly under eat. So we need to actually start increasing um, their food intake slowly so then they can actually, because many women, I, I, for myself, I yo-yo diet through like college. I, I was so into it. I'm like the experimenter. I like to try a bunch of different things. Um, and I wanted to eat healthy. And I, so I tried a million different things. But like, in a sense, many women, including myself, needed to increase their calorie intake. They're eating too little. And that's the thing. Like I was always taught, hey, lower your calorie level so that way you can lose weight. And so that's not the case now. Thank you for clarifying that, that no, we don't need to lower the calories in order for us to lose weight. There's alternatives and just eating better. And I definitely agree with the eliminating sugar, of course, alcohol <laughs> and processed foods. Processed foods has a bunch of crap in there. Like you look at the label of like any frozen food or anything you get from the grocery store. There's like a thousand like ingredients in there. Like what am I putting in my system? is are these the things that are creating my headaches? Are these the things that are creating uh, insomnia? Are these the things that are making me gain weight, even though it says fat free or low calorie? <laughs> are these the things that are making me feel like crap <laughs> and change my mood? Because everyone wants to be happy, right? The key to happiness is probably, you can finish the sentence here for me. <laughs> the key to happiness, enjoy where you are now. You do need to work on your mindset and you know, if you're not feeling well, is your energy depleted? Are you, you know, do you have these hormone imbalances? Then work on your health while you're at it, but also fix on weathering that storm in your head. Yes. And I, uh, do you work with people internationally? Is it just women or men or both? Um, right now I work with everyone, but I do prefer to work women with thyroid and hormone imbalances um, that may feel fit quite exhausted, bloated, cold, irregular periods, mood swings, all the stuff like that. And I work internationally. I can work with anyone in the world. Um, That's awesome. Now I have a question and I'm going to get a little bit vulnerable here. So <laughs> I had this birth control here for a while now. And I used to take the pill a long time ago, and I just did never really worked for me. <laughs> my periods are all weird. And this one, I felt like my periods were good. However, I noticed that I'm skipping every other month now and it's going, hey, it could be menopause. <laughs> okay, I am 41 years old. But do you think that birth controls help with our menstrual cycle or do you think they are bad for our menstrual cycle? Oh, they're very bad for a menstrual cycle. Um, I'm what what type is that? Does that give you hormones or what does it do? To be honest, you know, I don't know. It's as long as I wasn't getting pregnant at that time. That's what I wanted. Like, I don't want to get pregnant. So I'm not sure. I didn't do the research or anything. I was like, just went to the it's, doctor and then 
Yeah. It's just a little okay. implant they put underneath your skin and your arm. I'm more familiar with like the copper one and those IUDs. I'm not, I'll have to do some research on that. But um, so like, for example, the pill, the, um, that when we bleed once a month on the pill, that doesn't mean you're having your period. You're actually having a hormone withdrawal. So no. Also, like the pill, for example, that is um, it de heavily depletes your body of so many um, nutrients and minerals. Um, it causes leaky gut. It, it really messes with your gut and it essentially tricks your body into thinking it's pregnant. It changes who your um, preferred mate would be as well. Wow. That's, yeah, I'm going to have to make a nice short clip of that because I think everyone needs to know, you know, <laughs> go back to the yeah. old traditional way, <laughs> condoms, just <laughs> because that does mess with our, our personality, our, our body, our everything and hormones is a big deal, especially as a woman. Women, we go through a bunch of hormones, you know, we, we start with a period, then, you know, then we get pregnant and then we go through menopause. Like we're all over the place. And sometimes people are like, oh, you're bipolar. No, I'm hormonal. Okay. <laughs> so that's good to know. And um, during the times that we have like bad period cycles, what are some good foods that we should be eating that will help with like with menstrual cramps and just putting us at ease? We can work on we want to have plenty of red meat and fats in our diet then. And let's work on some leafy greens as well. I recommend as well as um, some cherries. Ooh, that actually sounds good right now. <laughs> I love and dark chocolate. <laughs> dark chocolate, yeah. Plenty of dark chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, no, focusing on that fat and protein while we're um, menstruating, having our period. Yeah. And then also talking about um, hormones, th our thyroid. Can you explain what the purpose of a th the thyroid is and how we can, as I know that I think there's like a hyper and like, a, I don't know, what is the other one called? Hypo. Hypo. Yeah, so hyperthyroid is when we produce too much thyroid. Um, we get anxious, sweaty, um, kind of can't sleep. And then when we're hypothyroid, um, and that goes in hand with Hashimoto's where the thyroid um, attacks itself, um, you know, that we get some signs and symptoms like constipation, fatigue, anxiety, depression, more sensitive to the cold, hair loss. Um, so basically the thyroid's job is to produce energy and regulate our metabolism. So we want our thyroid to be functioning at, at an optimal range and not too sluggish and not too fast. So we can keep that, um, good energy. Because energy is important. You know, we want to make sure we're looking good, feeling good and doing good uh, to others around us. So where can people find you or follow you? Um, yeah, so people can find me on Instagram at Hemmer Megan. Yeah, and then I also have a workshop um, coming up. It's a two-day workshop um, called Hormone Harmony. And basically, it's a free workshop that they can expect to learn all about their hormones, how it works in the body, and 
um, know a, what all the stressors are and how we can get those hormones to go back to normal. That's awesome. Again, what, what are those dates again? Those dates are August 28th and 29th. Okay, I will try to get this podcast out this week sometimes. I know it's coming Sorry. up. I, <laughs> no, didn't, okay. I forgot no. to ask. No, no pressure. Oh, no, no, no. Normally, I'm very good, actually. I The podcast does come out, like, always either the next day or the next three days. So, no, you're good. If you are if you want to promote something, okay, this is to the audience, you come on my podcast. If you're a woman and you want to promote something that's coming up pretty soon, you want to come on my podcast and it'll be out <laughs> the next three days because I do my own editing. <laughs> Yeah, and so um, are, did you create any type of listener's gift as well? Yeah, I have a guide on Unleash Your Energy and Four Simple Steps Without Medications or Caffeine. It's linked in the bio. Nice. All right. Well, I will go ahead and put all those links in my show notes. Is there anything else you would like to share to the audience, Megan? You know, your health is a priority. You know, if your health's only 60%, the rest of your life is only going to be 60%. You know, you can't show up fully. You're always going to be like energy, like low on energy and not feeling too great. So if you're struggling, I'm here to help reach out. And I'm really great at helping balance all those hormones and getting to the root of all the digestion issues. So you can get back to um, living your life to the fullest. That's so awesome. Yes. So anyone who needs help with their health, go to Megan. She's awesome. You don't need to go to the doctors anymore. The doctors, although there are good doctors, I'm not blasting all the doctors. It's just their system is corrupt. And um, I would, uh, my doc, that's why I don't go to the doctor, to be honest with you. I would just go to someone like you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Megan, for joining me today. Thank you, Gina, for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Feedspot. They recognized my show as being on the 50 Best Women's Sobriety Podcasts. I'm super excited about that and I couldn't have done it without you. I also want to introduce my new mini course. It is called Overcoming Challenges. So if you're having difficulty in everyday life with things happening that are unexpected or you're like, how do I handle this? I have the tool. <laughs> I will leave those links in the show notes. And if you are wanting to be part of my newsletter, make sure you text the word SHINE, that's S-H-I-N-E at one 649-6196. Again, that's 1855-649-6196. Please make sure you leave a five-star review if this podcast is for you. Love you.